0: Trigger warning, there's a lot of really hinky sexual assault stuff that happens in this. So, fair warning before we really get into this, that's what's about to happen. You Feel free to skip this. We don't do this a lot, I promise.
1: Girl, I am way less interesting <sighs> than I think people <laughs> expect.
0: to Girls Talk Comics. This is Lieutenant Literature, Jessica, and the master of mediocrity, Aaron. Today we're talking about the pile of dog shit that is The Boys, an early 2000s comic that asks the question, are superheroes just overpowered assholes? So Aaron, why don't you let us know a little bit more about The Boys and what it's about. Let's...
1: The Boys was written by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. It's nice that there are two authors, because at least they can share the blame of this nightmare. It was published between 2006 and 2012, about six years too long, through Wildstorm, a DC license, and eventually through Dynamite Entertainment, a smaller publisher that seems to not give any fucks about what's published through it. How bold. How brave. Oh, yes. Garth, in some of the most uncomfortable foreshadowing I could have expected, claims that this series will out-preacher-preacher... Another one of Garth's titles. Hmm. Essentially, this means that Garth wanted to do something cooler, better, and that had more blood in that come. Well, that is gross. And what is the actual comic about? That's a really great question. <laughs> um, the best way I can describe it is that it's about late-stage capitalism, but with superheroes. The worst way I can describe it is it's some sociopathic gore porn about how superheroes are really bad people. And gore porn. And gore porn. And yeah. gore porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. The most accurate way I can describe it is that it's a story about some superheroes who aren't really super. They're far from being good people and maybe even worse heroes. They're being marketed and sold to cities based on highest biddings and just don't really have a moral code. Again, they're not good. Like, it... Anyway, so it's kind of about them having this terrifying free range in this world and a small group of assholes who are fighting against them because even the good guys are fucking assholes. They're raging against this hyper-powerful machine. And I wish... You know, it's just... The good human in me wishes them the best of luck.
0: Yeah, except they're not good people either.
1: Oh, no. Like, (gasps) all of them. Well,
0: and, okay, I don't know. So, the gimmick, right? Yeah. This is, this is, I feel like I've been catfished, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I like the Amazon Prime original series that is The Boys. Because it's taken sort of that... Late capitalism, commentary, and made it into
1: something palpable. <laughs> yeah, they really toned it down, and I feel like gave it a direction.
0: Like, made it a storytelling yeah. experience instead of a bunch of, here, let's my dog sick on another dog, and at the drop of a hat, I can tell it to fuck something.
1: Yeah, like, it... I mean, the dogs... Like, I've only watched the first episode of the show, because mm-hmm. there was a lot of content in it that was really uncomfortable for me. Oh,
0: oh my god. But they... But they handled it so much better than the same scene in the comic book <laughs> did. Yeah, it was a toned-down version, Yeah, blows my mind. A toned-down version that actually, like, seemed to say it was a bad thing, as opposed to the comic where you just see the girl screaming about how terrible it is, and then that's the only sort of vilification of the experience that is given. And then it's, like, a joke topic later. Like, they didn't ever say, like, this is morally wrong and reprehensible, About that scene.
1: Yeah. Totally
0: just death. So I've been catfished because I read this after watching the show. And yeah, like the show at least acts like it's about something, like how terrible it is. And yeah, we're like morally gray, but you know, we're stopping this. But even the way that they are stopping it in the comic is worse.
1: Yeah, I skimmed it and I noticed that they're, like, it was really hard to track who was a good guy just because they were making the same decisions and making the same behaviors. And that really brings up, like, the art and the writing kind of thing. From what I understand, what little, little I know about Garth, he just doesn't care. He's gonna write what he wants to write and just do what he wants to do, which could be partially why his stuff is so sensational. I mean...
0: And, like, the most just, like, it's not sensational as in good. It's
1: completely... You stripped of it's like, literally causing a sensation. Yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. A the most
0: literal word. You can yeah. do like, like it's awesome in its own way
1: because it causes you to go like, ah, some you
0: know, like, Does that, that happened.
1: Uh, I mean, it, if if anything comes like anything positive about it, it's totally an exploration of like good and morality in a way. But yeah. just by showing you the absolute absolute worst parts of it. To quote our friend aura Mm -hmm. when i was talking to him about it he even said that this is something that should not have lasted as long as it did jesus that is the truth of it fuck
0: this is like you know there's the internet is available people out there who enjoyed this so you can just find that kind of porn without inflicting it on the rest of us
1: right Because that's the Um, only
0: thing i could think that they're getting out of this so i feel like that
1: kind of sums up our feelings about yeah, the writing, yeah, yeah. feelings yeah, yeah. about the art. I mean, the art was satisfactory. Right. I'm going to talk about the art again in a second. Yeah, my yeah. dog is whining for something.
0: Oh, He makes such sad noises. He makes noises. Isn't I not he just lives on the
1: couch.
0: Does he just want on the couch? He just wants on the couch. Yeah, on the, the writing art thing, my notes literally say, here's a look behind the curtain folks. Not great. TLDR. Yeah. <laughs> And this is just volume one, mind you. This is not, this is not all of it.
1: This is just volume one. TLDR. Yes. Kind of makes me want to talk about the characters a bit, though. I found none of them that I liked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I did find it hilarious that the dog could fuck on command. Like, that was just (laughs) such a funny little, like, random thing. There was also, there was a part that I did kind of skim because I was, I was really into the scene where this superhero was talking with the therapist. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, what's happening?" But in this scene, no. Okay, turns out he was only going to the therapist because he couldn't—he couldn't stop humping everything that was around him, right? So the therapist steps out of the room. Mm-hmm. So this might—the therapist is—is is not my favorite character. My favorite character is the cat mm-hmm. because there's a scene where the therapist opens the door and the cat runs out just distressed. And so he takes a sip of his coffee, just looks at the therapist or looks at the hero in the eye, and goes. It wasn't my cat you humped, was it? <laughs> it was. It was the coffee. It was the
0: coffee, <laughs> and so really my just coffee just, smells like balls. <laughs> yeah, I
1: really just appreciate the cat running out, who could have potentially like been assaulted, which was dark. Um, Honestly, or- I think that hero might have been the, the most morally sound because with him needing to hump everything, his sidekick starts to become a target and mm-hmm. he's just this obviously juvenile boy. Mm-hmm. And instead of following through, he overcomes that urge and sends the kid away. Yeah, yeah. I never read the follow through, so maybe I'm horribly wrong, but at least there was that but one in moment. In that moment, he was like, don't you even go there, you sick bastard. Like,
0: I, yeah. I was like, okay, okay. He didn't fuck a chinchilla to death, though. So,
1: yes. There were some some things where you're like... Oh, and the, yeah. so that's what's going on in this, <laughs> all right? This is, like, this is the comedy of an eight-year-old boy yeah. who's been exposed to too
0: much of daddy and mommy time. And getting a lot of money to write about it. And getting a lot of money to write about it. Okay, so the dog fucking scene would have been funnier to me if... Like, first of all, it didn't feel so rapey, because it did feel very rapey, because oh, okay. they had to draw the dog as, like, actively not liking it, but then they put, like, a little star coming out of the the rapey dog's yep. bum, like, ow. Like, did you, did you need to do that? Did yeah. you really need to do that? No, yeah. I don't think you did. Now, I just felt
1: uncomfortable for the dog, and... It's a, I like I like the gimmick. Like, I like yeah, the yeah. idea. The scene was very much, like, a sexual assault.
0: It's like, the way they did it was always, like, they were actively trying to make all of the joy in this go away, and just, like, just base this human laughter, if you have that bone. Yeah. And, I mean, like, yeah, the joke was funny. You know, the main character guy? Not, not the, not the British one, but the Scottish one. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he remind you of fucking the actor? Yeah, Simon Pegg.
1: Yeah, I was like, did he just? He does. Just did he just take but a but picture? But also of... potentially more homophobic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, because it. I mean, this was from a certain, very much a certain time, right? And um, and maybe that's why the TV show is more well received, is because they like very much updated it for the tone, yeah, of today. But they also had to make it marketable, and I don't. I think the reason this went from Wildstorm to Dynamite was because it wasn't really marketable under DC's plan. Yeah. No.
0: Well, and okay, so I downloaded the omnibus. the gang. I'm just going to read like an overachiever read the whole thing. And so I little stopped. They had a little platform material. They had a lot of extra material in this book. Okay. And the guy was talking about, in this little thing... Let me just, since since we already have basically set our piece, let me just, because this is how they think of their comic property, and this is going to make you, like, lose even more faith in humanity, I'm pretty sure, but. I'm excited, let's do it. Let's do this. This is, this is literally Omnibus Volume 1, this is the front material, Bye. by Scott Dunabier. San Diego, it is a New York dealer of original comic art. So he is, like, involved in Wildstorm. I have a funny story to tell about Garth Innes. Many of you picking up this book will know the boys originally started out at Wildstorm, where at the time I was executive editor, but there is a little bit behind the scenes intrigue that most people don't know, and I'll have to fill in some of those blanks a bit during the telling of his story, or it just won't make much sense. Now before you get your hopes up, I'm not going to start singing and slinging any mud around, sorry. Okay, to set the stage, Wildstorm was not the original intended home for the boys. I first heard about the the book four or five years ago from an editor at DC Comics who had received a pitch from Garth, but was having trouble getting it approved. The editor, a very nice guy by the name of Pete Thomas, told me about it over lunch, where I was visiting the DC offices. Pete loved the proposal, but thought it would be easier to get it going as a DC book produced out of Wildstorm offices in La Yoga. I don't know with him attached to edit. This practice wasn't so unusual. More recently, I edited whatever. uh, Who cares? The spirit. I told Pete that I was open to the idea if he gave me the street. On my flight back from San Diego, I got my first real taste of the boys. The proposal promised on the very first line to outbreach a preacher. Preacher. Yep. I want you to think, to think about what that means. Toss it around in your head for a few seconds. Not on here, but toss it around in your head for a few seconds. He wants
1: to do himself better, basically. He wants to do himself more violently. Yeah. More, like, like absurd. I think
0: I could have been worse, so let me try again. Um, but it isn't until a bit further in the, the statement that we hit the real meat and potatoes of the document. The boys, in all their glory, glory would coexist with mainstream D.C.U. characters and inhabit the same world as Batman and Superman. Okay, now think about that. Yeah. So there's no chance in hell, okay? And then he goes on to say, A romantic with the twisted side, sure, but still a romantic. How else do you explain his charmingly naive belief that D.C. would publish The Boys as he originally attended? I really love that about Garth. Like, he's he's painting this picture. It's about to really be ruined by the actual... Part of this. Apparently there was a lot of controversy while this was being edited because they're like what happened next has been rehashed over and over so I won't add much here suffice it to say that attempting to out preacher preacher was just not in the cards for an imprint of the aforementioned DC Comics even without Superman. Blah, 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 blah. I felt very badly for Ben Appadathy, the line editor of the book. Ben is a very good editor who goes a lot about his books. So, I mean, like, they knew they were making dark shit content the entire time they were making mm-hmm. it. But they were acting like, oh, but we're really just whimsical boys at heart. This is just a goof. Like, it's toxic masculinity
1: bullshit at the very best. Yeah, it's just not... Uh, And you, you can even tell, and you're like reading it in the language of it. Mm -hmm. There's obviously this thin line of him not wanting to come out right and just say, "I'm not publishing this." Mm -hmm. Period. Versus, like, I mean, it maybe it was like I wasn't reading comics at the time. Boys came out in 2006. Maybe it was kind of funny for that entire. I mean, there's this just this huge period of time in comics where they're like, (laughs) violence sexual assault, it's great. It's just a joke. It doesn't really happen. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) like we're just (laughs) kidding. Yeah, and it's this is definitely one of those books that feed into a particular time in a particular place that's just not here anymore. And Think God. <laughs> yeah, and I I'm really I'm really glad that comics have changed a lot and I'm really glad that there are a lot more books with women by women about women because it it is really tiring to still have people believe that sexism sexism in comics isn't a thing. Mm -hmm. Or that representation is fine. Like those comic the costume women have totally makes sense. Like it doesn't fucking make sense to have tape on your nipples and that's it. Like that's not that is not a valid costume design
0: right and
1: even in the boys and even if you think about it that way like even in the boys there are scenes where they do that to the to the woman where they're like we're changing your costume and it's just going to be like a v from your collarbones down to your crotch yeah in that scene too it's almost a commentary on how
0: it's like they were trying for
1: the commentary part But they wouldn't stop
0: doing it in their commentary of the bad thing. Yeah, it it, it
1: was very, it was very much a mixed bag. Like I wonder if it just it unintentionally ended up being commentary on it, and it's like an interesting thing because it's not heavy handed. Like a lot of people have complained that the books today are just very too blatant about it, too blunt, too heavy handed. Which, there are some I bred where I'm like, okay, can you tone it down a little bit? Like, this isn't how normal people talk. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they do have a humor and just an intensity to it that the message gets kind of lost, Mm -hmm. I feel. Or maybe it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Like, the entire point of it is to make you feel uncomfortable. Because in some cases, the violence that happens in this book isn't violence that isn't already happening in other books. It's just off screen. What do you think happens when Superman shoots his laser beams? At buildings with right. people in them,
0: right? Yeah, well, and that's the part of it that I like. That's that's the gimmick that I like, and I think that's what the, the show pulls off accurately. The part that's terrible about this is the people who are against that, or who are your lens to find it morally reprehensible are morally reprehensible and next to not redeemable and not like you're not seeing them devolve or something you're seeing you're seeing like that's just they're terrible people but they think they're not because there's other worse people around my rating if anyone's interested is didn't finish which was intended to be an insult for a sex book
1: <laughs> yeah my opinion too is didn't finish uh and I won't like it's, not even going to fake it. <laughs> yeah, not even going to fake it. Uh, it's definitely something that I think people should, from what I've heard about the show, people should definitely watch the show. I've heard that's great. It's definitely something I feel like I, if I want to watch the show again, I've got to kind of take it in stride and watch slowly.
0: That's the thing. You can't binge this fucking thing. I've never, yeah. I haven't actually finished it the last... The, we watched everything except for the last episode. And it's like we just haven't watched the last episode. Because it was like, yeah, we don't hate it. It's just a lot.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's just a lot. Yeah, it's... It's too much. But they
0: make one of them an understandable vessel. Mm. The Siren guy is actually like a really relatable, slowly going crazy because his girlfriend was killed in front of him guy. And that makes sense like you're watching his slip into a redemption and you're seeing these other people and they're terrible people but it's not like one scene he walks into the cia operative office and the next scene he's doing her doggy style on her on her table while she tells him how much of a terrible person he is like that that kind of like repeat joke is what took it from being like a commentary on something and kind of moved it over to like they just like it and they're if we say that we don't like it or if we're saying that it's bad then we can do more of it
1: (laughs) that's kind of what it felt like oh definitely (laughs) definitely and it was it felt like definitely one of those books like i've been reading about you know people being upset with pretentious content creators who are always like well my thing is lofty so if you don't get it obviously it's for intellectuals and this just feels like another one of those well like Obviously, if you don't get it, it's just a boys club thing. less the, the boys. And it's like, no, nah, maybe your shit's just bad. Maybe it's just bad.
0: <laughs> but they're not going to believe that now that a TV show has done it better unless they're just horribly offended by the creative changes that have been made. In which case, ha ha ha.
1: Yeah, people who are upset about creative changes, definitely when it seems more liberal, quote unquote, sure, like, don't get it. And to some degree, like, I don't want that level, like, of censorship. I I want people to be able to be like, I'm gonna write something disgusting Mm -hmm. and vulgar and over the top because I'm writing it for me in a niche group. Mm -hmm. Fine, I don't want you to not do that, but could we, like, make it for a niche group? Can we not have it be mainstream (laughs) publishing? And thus, the TV show, its adaptation is very aware to some degree and, like, with the rise of Game of Thrones and other content where it's like, "What's up? We're gonna we're gonna go over the top with our violence and sex." Like it pay, kind of paved the way for stuff like that. But I'm glad they changed the message of the show.
0: Yeah, like I'm not against violence and sex as an idea. It's the "this is fine" mentality that really mm-hmm. gets under my skin. And there's ways to do it and have it be impactful. And not be like this is fine. Like okay, so the scene that we keep pussyfooting around is there's a new lady in the seven, and this is like first introduction of this character, this female character
1: is. She's sweet. She's naive. She's She's, from, she's the it? girl next door. She's from like,
0: Illinois or Des Moines or something. She's from like Midwest, Midwest yeah. America. Sweet and heart. she's
1: those. She's that girl next door. Midwest yeah, yeah. appeal.
0: Can't, cape crusaders for christ or something like you see her as like the church group like Mm -hmm. right and she is like oh yeah i'm here i'm so excited i know i'm just filling in and they're like oh you might be here for longer or whatever but there's one more thing you have to do to prove and in the in the tv show it's one guy and it slipped in there and then it's like I'm totally a big deal. You totally got to suck my cock. Or maybe you just don't want to be in here. And she's just like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's yeah, like, against the, it's it. It's the
1: sexual assault, assault sleep for your promotion thing. Yeah, yeah. But in the comic, it's two guys. It, it's... Three? Three. It's okay. the main
0: guy, Homelander, instead of just this, like, hat that's a member of the group because they can't make him not be a member of the group anymore. It's not, like, yeah. the joke character. It's, like, the main guy. And then he turns around, two more guys come in, and she thinks she's saved, and then you see them both drop their pants too. Yeah, And that's so literally how it's introduced. Not, yeah,
1: I don't want to go into like huge detail, but. Because of.
0: <laughs> that's all you triggers, see, thank like, God. Yeah, but at that's. least it's an
1: all off camera. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, good for them for making that an off camera assault.
0: But um, it's not. I mean, in the, in the TV show, when she's talking to the only other female in the group in the bathroom after she's been through this traumatic thing, the lady is like, don't ever let them see you like that again. Like, don't let them show, don't show your weakness to these people. In the comic, it's like she's not even a character. She's just sort of a smoking placeholder. She doesn't say or do anything or contribute. She's just there, like a beaten woman, you know? She's just here and people leave her alone now, but like... She's got half of the money or a third of the money, so like, whatever. But in the movie, you see her still sort of. I don't know, having agency?
1: Like. <laughs> bitter. Bitter, <laughs> angry. Bitter, yeah, angry,
0: but like. Agency just
1: is good. Contributing.
0: Don't let them see you like that. Like. Because yeah. there's different ways people respond to those situations, and it's a good thing to evaluate that. Yes. And show that. Like, you can be the. Yeah, yeah fuck everyone. You can be the. Well, I've been beaten, you can be the you know, like there's a lot of different ways people do respond to that kind of trauma. Yeah. And I like that it was explored more in, in the, the show. show
1: hmm Because it's there like are definitely This
0: is the Me Too to movement, them. like post Me Too movement or whatever, like
1: So if you do find yourself as a victim of sexual assault or any kind of other crime of that nature, or harassment, there is a national sexual assault hotline as well as local agencies in most communities Mm -hmm. that you can always reach out to for support in the event that that does happen. Yes. So, always reach out. Heavy fucking episode! Yeah, so I guess bye! (laughs) Bye! Yeah, not coming back to this one. (laughs) Bye forever. Yeah. Some good shit.